Don't you hate when a motherfucker act like they don't get the gist of a conversation? You know, the overall context. You know, motherfuckers ain't gonna remember everything verbatim. But you get the gist, bitch. Like, okay, I'm with my girl and I'm like, girl, remember that time we was in New York and you was dancing on the tables, throwing back shots, and you ended up flashing the waiters at BBQs? The bitch was like, no. I was like, bitch, I was with you. I saw you get on the table, throw back the shots, and flash your motherfucking titties at the waiters at BBQs. She was like, no, I didn't tell you, I ain't never did that. I said, girl, when we was in New York, she said, I remember I did that at House of Blues. Bitch, you know what the fuck I was talking about? I hate a motherfucker like that. I'm not going to always remember all the motherfucking details, but you know what the fuck I was talking about. Okay, bitch, it was House of Blues. My bad. to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Mickey from BAPS and not those white people's Mickey. <laughs> because, you know, when I saw Mickey, I definitely thought, why is she being Mickey Mouse? Like, that's weird. <laughs> that would be weird. I am being Mickey from BAPS. <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead, girl. Go off. So, Doyen... Tell us what's been going on. What are you drinking? I do not remember what's going on. Um, <laughs> okay. This is one of those times where you just wake up, go to work, and go home. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I have. I did watch a little bit of TV this past weekend. Okay. So I watched Four Weddings and a Funeral, which is Mindy oh. Kaling's new show. Completely caught up. <laughs> so now I got to wait. Is it till, good? Yeah, I loved it. I, like I mean, it. I love her, but yeah. I haven't seen it. It's really just every rom-com you've ever thought of crammed together in a show, <laughs> but it's okay, and I accept it. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and yeah. then um, my friend told me about Tiny House Nation, and I watched the <gasps> whole season um, over the weekend. <laughs> I can't watch Tiny House. It's just, it's weird. See, you're going to be that person. Tiny! You're going to be that person when I get a tiny house where they have to convince you that it's okay for me to live in a tiny house. And it's going to be great. I mean, I, listen, more power to you. (laughs) I applaud anyone's efforts to, um, you know, not take up so much space in this world, but I, I cannot do it. I can't Mm. even breathe watching it on television. I just think it's really, like, intelligently made. That's why I care. Um, so, um, I don't know. I think I'm just learning to listen to my body when it tells me what it wants. So today, it wanted water. So that's what we're drinking. (laughs) I literally laughed at my body this weekend because (laughs) my organs were screaming for water. And I just poured up another Janet tonic. <laughs> yeah, I think oh. especially with this heat, I just haven't been drinking enough water. So today okay. we're drinking water so we don't die. <laughs> Please don't die. <laughs> so what are you drinking? Oh, water. water. Duh. <laughs> and it didn't. It did not occur to me that that's what that was leading up to. Yeah. But hydrogen yeah. dioxide on the high end water <laughs> on the low end <laughs> okay 
So anything else happen you want to tell us about? Nope. I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this oh, weekend. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. I went to go see Fiddler on the Roof, the musical. I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> yeah, my dad, like, he loved that movie. We watched it so many times. But what was funny was, like, you know how you remember watching a movie as a kid, but then you, like, forget half of the movie? <laughs> so, All like, the time. Right. So, that was me and Fiddler on the Roof, and, I, like, I didn't remember, like, the political parts of it at all. And I was like, oh, this is a thing that happened. <laughs> but, oddly enough, because they're, like, Hebrew community, and they were kicked out of their community. But the same thing with Sound of Music. I remember up until they did the goodbye song, I don't remember the whole Nazi stuff after, and I'm like, why do I keep mentally blocking this? <laughs> Am I just traumatized by it? I don't know. <laughs> but do you it's... think it just because you were young? Because, like, I didn't get that, like, they were running from not Like, I didn't get the whole Nazi aspect of Sound of Music until, yeah. like, I was much older. You're an adult. Maybe that's it. Because it kind of just, like, after... After they say goodbye, it just they start running away, and I'm pretty sure I just got bored. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Sound of Music is one of those movies that my mom used to make me watch, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I because we used to sing and then you know perform, but after a certain point, it's like, okay, mom, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my. I don't know, but yeah, it was really good seeing it live. Um, I. I'm starting to like love doing musicals, so I realized this time around it was like the high balcony seats. Okay. I'm like, it's no difference from the lower balcony seats because I can only see f- so far with my glasses, anyways. But I like <laughs> seeing them like dance and you know sing because they have big movements. So I'm like, I'm not paying expensive seat money, Beyonce seat money, to go to a musical. So. I also, yesterday, my coworker and I bought tickets to go see Cats, the musical, oh. in November. <laughs> and we bought, like, high-up seats. They were, like, $33. But I was like, that's fine. I can be I can be a musical person and not be <laughs> up in the front. <laughs> Fun. So then you're going to go see the live-action Cats, where yeah. everywhere Jennifer Hudson's face is smeared. And you're going to love it. So I'm going to see the Cats, the musical, in November. And then Mm -hmm. I think the movie comes out December, so. Perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't do much this weekend. Friday, Friday I talked myself out of going to hang out. And then I ended up going to hang out. Because believe it or not, guys... I got bored. (laughs) So I ended up going to hang out and y'all, I'm just, I am getting too old for this. All of my muscles in my body still hurt today. (laughs) Just doing entirely too much. Just dancing, having a good time. I drank way too much. I was sick as shit Saturday. So I literally just laid around and caught up on all of my shows Saturday because I was just out of it, like hung over to the gods. It did not make (laughs) sense. And the whole time I was thinking, 
too fucking old for this. Like, I can't right. keep living life like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I caught up on Pose. I finished watching The Boys on Amazon. I started watching The Family on Netflix. I I just, I caught up on everything that I was behind on. Oh, except for The Real Black China. I'm still behind on The Real Black China. <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, I just kind of caught up on things and tried to um, lay around and drink a lot of Alka-Seltzer because I am old and I cannot stay out all night drinking (laughs) and participating in other things and still be okay the next day. So, anywho, needless to say, I didn't drink any alcohol in the last couple of days because reasons <laughs> I, I still felt like i i poured myself a very like i poured myself a real glass of wine not like not like the black glass of wine but like the real glass of wine <laughs> for uh with my dinner yesterday and just smelling it i couldn't even drink it like i couldn't even drink it so anywho tonight i am drinking uh lemonade and vodka uh, really simple. So I started to make the lemonade from scratch. And then I was like, girl, who are you trying to impress? Mm-mm. So <laughs> I just left that where it was. And I used Simply Lemonade, vodka. I muddled some fresh spearmint. I used a little uh, simple syrup just to muddle the spearmint. And y'all, this is so freaking refreshing. It's like, it's like, a a kiss of a cool breeze on these hot dreary southern days the only thing that would have made it better (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing this with you (laughs) should have had some fizz instead of simple syrup (laughs) say what now she should have had some fizz instead of simple syrup. I know, right? And I I almost because I still have my plastic bottles of Pellegrino. And I started to use a little of that, but I was like, oh, I don't want to really change the flavor that much. I want it to still be sweet and lemonade-y. But <laughs> all I needed was a little fizz. <laughs> that reminds me of my college days when I'd buy, like, the UV vodka, the blue UV vodka, and lemonade. He mixed that shit together. It was a bad time, because I didn't realize <laughs> how much I was drinking. <laughs> but it was tasty. What kind of vodka did you time. say? UV. Okay. Yeah. It was just, like, a blue bottle of vodka. I, yeah, I, I, I got it. They, when I went to the liquor store, I went... Friday? Yeah, I went Friday after work. And <laughs> this I'm assuming they were a couple. But they were debating buying a bottle of Burnett's. Now let me tell you something. <laughs> I do not shame people for their choices. What you like is what you like. I, I, I That's just not my place. It's just not my place. But y'all, love your insides better. <laughs> love, love your... <laughs> Love your insides better than Burnett's, okay? I'm, I'm just saying. I, my dad bought some stinking Burnett's one time. And my dad's not like a, he's not a 
a, a hard liquor drinker. He drinks beer. He doesn't really drink mm-hmm. liquor. And he was visiting and he was staying with me while he was visiting. He was like, oh, I'm going to go to the liquor store. You want me to get you something? And I was like, yeah, I need yeah, to get a bottle of vodka. Uh, now, mind you, I was getting this to take to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. I can't show up at somebody's house with a <laughs> bottle of Burnett. Right. I was, <laughs> I mean, and I just looked at my dad and I was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> So I still had to stop at the liquor store because I don't show up to people's houses empty-handed. So I still had to stop by the liquor store before I went to my friend's house because mm-hmm. you can't show up at somebody's house with you a ball of burning. You just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad. <laughs> and my friend lives in a dry town, so I'm sure she mm-hmm. would be thankful for whatever I bring her. But no, no, okay. not burning, not burning. No, not let's get it. Let's get a ball of Ciroc and keep it cute. And that's not even high end. I mean, right. that's just affordable. <laughs> oh, anyway. It just doesn't burn your insides. <laughs> I mean, love your insides better. <laughs> All right. Oh. So we're going to move along to current events. So I see what you did. Yeah, da, what you da, know. Da, da, da. And what you did was ugly. <laughs> but, uh, what? So, Chris messy ass. <laughs> and she couldn't even be true about it. So she puts a link. But she puts like a link shortener. So I don't realize it's a YouTube video. <laughs> Until I open it. purpose ain't funny. <laughs> anyway so basically this story was basically somebody gave somebody a note um the tsa worker gave somebody walking through a note and she's like open it and it said you ugly and i guess at first the guy was like he's not ugly he's a normal looking no, white guy but um at first, he was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But then he reported her to her supervisor, and she got fired. And so, it was weird, because I was like, she was snickering. She didn't seem like she was legit. When I was watching, like, the camera, she didn't look okay. like she was legit being, like, me. But that's, like, a joke you make, like, in middle school. <laughs> or to people you know. Yeah. Because at first, when I first saw it, so I saw this on Twitter, and when I first saw it, I, I laughed. Because I was like, all I can think of is U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. <laughs> like, that's all I can right. think of. But in all honesty, like, that was so rude. Right. It was so rude. She's supposed to be a professional. And he was, and people on Twitter were like, oh, she, he whacked for turning her in. No, he should have turned her in. And after I finished laughing, I really got a little upset about it because one thing, if you know me, you know, I don't call people ugly. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. call people ugly. And I just did not appreciate her doing that. And the guy was, I mean, he was pretty cool about it, but he was just like, you never know what somebody else may be going through. Right. Like, right. I mean, I am, I am pretty secure in my 
gorgeousness because I am. But if someone had passed me that note, it would have hurt my feelings. And I, right. I know how I look. <laughs> yeah, especially at the airport when I insist on looking like anyhow. Okay, because I am bust down Fatiana at the airport. Right. I look at girls, they're like dressed up, makeup and heels, and I'm like, what are you even doing? Like, Let me tell you, Tyra Banks will be so disappointed in me at the airport because I am not paparazzi ready. I try, now I used to try to be like, because Tyra was like, even when you travel, you need to keep it like classic, like a, t- a nice t-shirt, jeans, sunglasses, hair pull back neat so at least you're paparazzi ready girl i'd be looking like i just rolled out to bed right i I try to be as comfortable as possible because hello you're gonna be on a plane right i try not to wear real pants when traveling oh me too like leggings stuff like that but me too well she um she learned why you shouldn't call people ugly as an adult (laughs) right that was just uh, that was just silly she she never got her ass whooped in middle school and it shows you know what i thought the (laughs) same thing when i saw her i thought you know what she was a bully Mm -hmm. she was a bully in school and she got away with doing stuff like that but you see now that that shit don't carry over to adulthood ma'am right we'll get fired Mm -hmm. (sighs) so the next thing um sorry really trump has been doing some trash him and his administration have been doing some discriminatory things (laughs) um over this past week or whatever but first of all every time they post an article of him speaking of ugly they never seem to post a good one like i don't know what a good one looks like but i'm like why does he always look like that <laughs> in I don't every think single article. There is, I don't think there is a good one. Not for current day. Maybe when he was younger, but I don't think there's a good one. I don't think he has a good. I don't even think he has a presidential picture uh, in today. Yeah. He just always looks grumpy. You would think if he's paying for all that tan work that he'd pay for a little Botox. But anyways, um, we're going to move along to what he was yeah. talking about. So basically, they proposed to, the Trump administration proposed a new rule that allows businesses to discriminate against LGBTQ individuals according to employees' religious beliefs. But it doesn't fully really stop there. Like, there's so many things they can discriminate on based on religious beliefs. So they can uh, discriminate on sex, gender identity, even like as a stretch, it could possibly be sex, race, color, ethnicity, or national origin over their, over religion. It's just bullshit. I, you know what? I mentioned this today. I sincerely hope someone's keeping like a running list of all the shit that we gotta fix after right. to get his ass out. Because they go ahead to sit ridiculous. down like him on his first day of work and just like bring out the uh, executive action notebook. <laughs> okay, okay, because this is just so ridiculous. Much stuff we back. It's like the people, and once again, this is my personal opinion, but the people who deem themselves the most patriotic, the people who say they love America the most, clearly don't understand or clearly don't accept 
what this country was founded on. This is not a religious state. And you're running it like one. You're mm-hmm. trying to run it like one. And essentially, the religion part, he don't give a fuck. He's not religious. He don't care. He doesn't care. And like, allowing people who receive federal funds to make decisions like this, and you know, you know that this is strictly for people who have religious ideas that cater to Christianity. Let it be someone of a different faith or uh, something that someone's not quite familiar with. It's not going to rock the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just wrong. Oh, you should really check out The Family on Netflix. It is good. <laughs> it is good. Like, it's a, it's a documentary. And all I'm going to say is <sighs> Christianity really is a gang. Mm-hmm. It really is. There's some straight up thugs, and it really is a gang. And it's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was even talking about that federal contractors could refuse to hire women or unmade workers who are pregnant or parents. <laughs> and I'm like, what's next? Is a prohibition coming? Like, are we in? <laughs> Listen, I, I work in a small town. And there, one of my co-workers was pregnant and she's not married. And people were like whispering. And I said, I wish the fuck one of y'all would. I mean, I just, I just busted up their little, their little party. Cause they were like, well, is she married? Because she was married, but then she get a divorce and blah, blah, blah. I was like, let me tell you something. When I come up in here next year with my belly out big and round, I'm going to let you know right now I ain't going to have no ring because I ain't going to marry nobody that fast, but I will have me a baby. Don't say shit to me unless you finna finance this baby. <laughs> that is stupid as shit. Who gives a fuck? Who right. cares? Who cares? That is crazy. And now he's putting it in people's hands right. to where you can be fired for being married outside of wedlock. Like, pregnant outside of what hester Prin? like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and there is ridiculous. i <laughs> there is a motherfucking eye <laughs> <laughs> there is also something else where really they're just trying to i feel like trying to penalize a trans woman for wearing a skirt but the reverse of the ruling which could also be valid was like basically women could like in the dress code could be banned from wearing pants and I'm like what the fuck (laughs) crazy Crazy. did you did you finish euphoria no okay (laughs) well (laughs) you didn't have to for for what I was about to say but I just wondered but the the girl that plays um and I've forgotten her name the trans girl in the show She made Jules. She made a statement on on some type of platform where she was talking, and I'm just so glad that she recognizes that because she was like, first of all, I'm white, and mm-hmm. I'm passing, and that makes a difference. And she was like, you know, there's so many trans women of color who are dying, who are not getting the freedoms that I have. And so I really appreciated her, like, acknowledging that. Yeah. Apparently that's who I am, according to the BuzzFeed quiz. (laughs) 
forgot who I was. Ah, oh, who was I? I forgot. <laughs> oh, I remember. I was the 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 black guy that's dating the white girl. Oh, <laughs> plays football. I was yeah. him. I could see it. I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but I could see it. <laughs> I just knew I was gonna be rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. Um, <laughs> this next one. First of all, sis hair is laid in this, <laughs> in this I mean, uh, mug shot. <laughs> you might as well look good for your mug shot. But uh, apparently <clears throat> a young lady named Tasha um, was supposed to have a dick appointment. And said dick appointment claims he fell asleep. And that's why he didn't answer her calls. And she went the fuck over there and burned his shit down with him in it. <laughs> Good news is he got out. He also had a dog in there and somehow they got the dog out as well. So nobody was hurt except for, you know, now she has an attempted murder charge and aggravated arson. Uh, who I forgot who wrote this article. YBF? Mm-hmm. They are shady as shit. <laughs> so they interviewed the guy and he was like she was just a side <laughs> they are shady as shit but he was saying he fell asleep and honestly I have done that before listen I have done that before and I felt bad and I got cussed out the next day but nigga I was sleepy <laughs> honestly I feel like he's probably been on some bullshit like I feel like if this was like the first time she wouldn't be burning his shit down but I mean, but what's the threshold? What's the threshold <laughs> for <laughs> what's the threshold for I'm gonna send you multiple texts cussing your ass out and all of a sudden I'm gonna burn your shit down. <laughs> I feel like this is a pattern. Maybe he's done it three to four times and then she has to, you know, burn his shit down like <laughs> Like we all just run around burning shit up for like <laughs> And then the, the the person who wrote the article was like, she didn't even know if he had a dog in the house with him or not. I was like, <laughs> okay. No, they said she didn't even care that he had a dog. In right, the she didn't even care. She didn't even care he had a dog. I mean, <laughs> just looking at his house, he looks a Doyen. little broke, so I feel like... Doyen. See, I knew you were going <laughs> to... I feel like it this doesn't is some matter. quality it stuff. This matter. is the reason why she's burning. <laughs> See? You know. That, you know. <laughs> listen, he didn't have much, but that was all he had. That's my motto all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so. See you. I'll see in jail. I wish she would have thought this through. Maybe gave herself a little cost-benefit analysis before she did this, but, you know, she probably deserved I mean, don't get me wrong. I strongly feel he probably deserved <laughs> But I just want, I just want us, listen, if we're going to have a hot girl summer, we got to make better decisions. You can't have a hot girl summer locked up in a holding cell. Like she had a hot girl summer. <laughs> scorching <so> hot. <laughs> <laughs> scorching hot. 
anyway, don't mess up my my D appointment. <laughs> right. Maybe think about it once or twice before you. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. So this guy is facing six months in jail. Um, because he sent a chocolate dick. <laughs> <laughs> to a sheriff's department worker. And so part of it was they were like talking about how um how basically they feel like this guy is being charged really because he works for the other guy or yeah, guy person. I don't know. Who's chance? Tracy. Girl. <laughs> um was That was the guy's for lawyer. The sheriff account. Huh? That was a guy's lawyer trying to make that point. I'm like, dude. Somebody. Anyways, this is my favorite sentence in the whole article. The chief deputy said he didn't know all the ins and outs of the chocolate dick incident. (laughs) (laughs) But he did emphasize that the alleged harassment is a real issue. (laughs) I'm like, y'all gonna say ins and outs and chocolate dick in one sentence. (laughs) I just just don't understand how the lawyer's main defense is because this is, I mean, that's harassment. Come on, that's harassment. Now, is it something worth pressing charges over? Um, If it was something that was continued, Mm -hmm. then yes. But if it was a one-time thing, like, I don't know. But the lawyer's main defense was like, I mean, if it was anybody else, we wouldn't be saying right if he would have harassed another woman this would not be a problem and then he sent he sent a chocolate dick to his ex-girlfriend's ex-husband <laughs> the levels of petty like now you gotta go to jail and what they're, they're gonna be like what you came in for uh I sent chocolate dick <laughs> I mean, and then so apparently, guys, and we just want to say, be responsible with your dick purchases. But (laughs) however, they're like companies that specialize in this. So there's Dick at Your Door, which is a company that will send anonymous chocolate dicks to any recipient you choose. They do put a disclaimer on the website that the products are not to be used maliciously. And then there's another company called Dicks by Mail, who is also another anonymous <laughs> dick shipper. <laughs> All of this is taking place in Dallas, by the way. So, Doya, I expect you to be on top of this shit, okay? I expect you to <laughs> be on top again, of this. Once again, let's not say in, out, on top. <laughs> 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 While we are talking about candy penises. Anyways, oh. um, I'm just like, Okay, so how do you send it anonymously but not maliciously? I I mean, what if you have a what if you what if you have a crush and like so this somebody you see like on Twitter and you're trying to shoot your shot. So you're just going to send a chocolate dick and I then just... you know they go You know they going to post it on Twitter and be like Somebody send me a chocolate dick. And when you see it, slide to them DMs, be like, it me. <laughs> I mean, this is why dating is dead. 
please don't send me an anonymous chocolate dick. <laughs> so my favorite sentence out of the article was at the very end <laughs> when they said, we never expected to write this sentence, but please send your chocolate dicks respectfully and responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> amen 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 and amen <laughs> listen if y'all send me a chocolate dick i am not gonna be insulted i'm gonna eat that bitch oh well at one point the lawyer said what is the real problem is it because the dick was chocolate and he prefers vanilla <laughs> okay so i'm just you gonna cannot say you make this stuff up i like reese's shape things so if no, never mind. I'm not even going there. <laughs> I was like, if somebody was to fill it with peanut butter, maybe. <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter is amazing. It is. I'm just saying. Don't send me any chocolate dicks. You can uh, send them to me. I'm diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, just when we thought that Hot Girl Summer was going to come to the end and then we had to go back to our normal lives, Megan the Stallion you know, shows up and shows out. Um, I'm super excited because this season is really for me. I couldn't do a whole lot of Hot Girl Summer stuff because A, I'm in a relationship, monogamy and stuff. B, fat. So, <laughs> I'm not going not to be nice pool party. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hot Nerd Fall is my time. Like, I, I'm already thinking about Pumpkin Spice. Um, oh, God ordering books you know like i've been in a real good reading mood as of late and i'm like yes thank you megan do you watch the charlie brown special with a great pumpkin i just feel like that's up your alley i mean i love it but i've just wondered i don't have cable (laughs) you don't have to have cable that comes on network tv every freaking year since i was a very small child i think i've seen it like once in my life that's it are you serious? Yeah. <sighs> Charlie's emo. <laughs> That's why I love him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he just has a negative energy that I can't deal with. <laughs> but he's the only one who believed in the great pumpkin. I feel like y'all can bond over that. Sure. Anyways, it was cool to find <laughs> out that um, I didn't know Megan was still in college. Um, she goes to Texas Southern. Um, so right For now, some reason, I was thinking she had graduated. I don't know why I was thinking she had graduated, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is 24, but yeah. Um, right now, she's going to start taking online classes to accommodate her new schedule of being that bitch. And, you know, it's cool. I can't wait for hot girl. I mean, hot nerd summer. Fall. <laughs> so, did you watch the video? No. And the article that you posted? Absolutely not. Because if you watch the video and you hear her talk about what being a heart girl means, we are definitely heart girls. Okay. That's, That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you what was in the video because you could just as easily have watched the video. It was two minutes. That's it. Two minutes? <sighs> okay so so somebody 
went out and stole somebody's dentures. Lord have mercy. And then she went and met with her probation officer. And then this article was like, it was in plain sight. Yeah, it was in her fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That was the sentence that irritated the most in this article. They're like, the deputy found the dentures in plain sight. Yes, it was in her mouth. (laughs) Like, how do you... A, how do you steal someone's dentures? B, how do you know someone stole your dentures? C, (laughs) you already in trouble, so you go to your probation officer with stolen dentures in your mouth. So I'm assuming they didn't fit properly because he said he knew they were stolen. It's probably like a whole different smile than her usual (sighs) stuff. I bet you she was on meth. You know, people on meth don't have teeth. (laughs) That that was not supposed to make me laugh. But y'all just don't know how often I call people meth mouths throughout the day. (laughs) Because they be having meth mouth hell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Once again, on this podcast, we want to just remind you to keep your hands off of other people's shit. Especially their dentures. Because I don't know how you can clean that enough to put it in your mouth. Okay, that's gross. (laughs) And then lastly, um, this just came out, but apparently Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx broke up. And they've been together, I think they said six years. And I was like, y'all made it through, well, I call it the Scientology probation period. But, <laughs> like, cause they just came out publicly last year. <laughs> Listen. I, I don't, you know, ugh. Is Jamie Foxx ever going to date a black lady? I mean, I I honestly don't care because I just don't care. Mm -hmm. But I just wonder, is that ever going to be a thing? Or she'll be like really young. You know what? I don't even care about the really young at this point. As long as she's legal. Mm -hmm. I don't even care about the really young. Just because she... Whatever. Gonna, you know what? He's going to call Steve Harvey up and be like, hey, does your girlfriend have any... Not Steve Harvey. Diddy. <laughs> like, does your girlfriend have any friends? Oh. going to go on a triple date? <laughs> oh my god. It's just like... So weird. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. It just fit. I I don't really care about who the next person dates, especially if they're not somebody I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But it just feels like you hate yourself when all you want to do is date someone who's the complete opposite of you, mm-hmm. or the complete opposite of how you look. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I think it's because I'm around so many teenage black girls, and I see the things that they do trying to be accepted it's just i don't know it aggravates me but this story was not supposed to take a turn like that we're supposed to be talking about scientology and (laughs) how katie holmes so she got away from you know what she probably didn't even like jamie fox you know what i'm saying like she was in that cult for so long because of tom cruise because i don't think she ever I don't did she I don't think she ever fully bought into the Scientology thing. Mm-hmm. And that's pro that probably was the breakdown of their marriage, honestly. And then she just got with the first nigga she saw and 
now that's over. Well, I hope Katie is happy. Uh, so we're going to move on <laughs> to someone something. So, today we're going to talk about Dr. Hadia Nicole Green. Researchers and scientists are constantly faced with the daunting task of coming up with new technologies that will speed up the development of affordable and effective cancer treatment. At the forefront of such indispensable research is Dr. Hadia Nicole Green, founder of Aura Lee Smith Cancer Research Foundation. Although current cancer treatments such as surgery, chemo, and radiation do a good job in killing cancer cells, they do so at a heavy price, which is side effects. Side effects occur when doctors are treating cancer cells and in the process affect healthy tissue that are not cancerous. This kind of exposure on healthy cells could at times lead to unwanted complications. In her quest to improve the current cancer therapies, and in order to avoid damaging healthy cells, Dr. Green has developed a targeted method of killing cancer cells using later using lasers and nanoparticles. Laser activated nanotherapy, or LANT. Her method is safe and precise and more accurate than any other cancer treatment available today. It does not affect the surrounding cells. Lance has the potential of slashing treatment costs and time so that more people can access this new and revolutionary cancer treatment. Now, I am not going to go into how all of this works. We're going to link the article and you can see how it all works. I'm not going to go into that part of it. Um, I just want to give like a quick blurb. Okay. Okay, so basically they insert the stuff into the cancer cell. (laughs) And then they shine a light on it. The light heats up and kills the cancer cells. <laughs> yes. yes. Cancer is one of the most devastating genetic genetic diseases that inflicts a lot of suffering, not only to the affected persons, but also friends, family, and society at large. My goal, says Dr. Hadia Nicole Green, is to change the way cancer is treated. To help make this a reality, please visit Oralee Smith Cancer Research Foundation and make a donation so that Dr. Green's cancer treatment can be available to the world soon. The treatment has not yet gone through immunotherapy or a clinical trial. So here we have a young black woman, Dr. Green, who is a mover and a shaker in the medical field. She's come up with something that really sounds very revolutionary. And I don't know if any of you have ever had a close family member or a close friend deal with cancer, but it is taxing. And they're very right. The treatment sometimes make you even sicker because it does affect parts of your body that are not cancerous. So I just thought that this was something amazing that Dr. Green is doing and we should shine a light on her and her discoveries. And as an aside, her dreads are everything. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Her hair yeah, is so... I, I love the... Like, her hair is so black and lush. Beautiful. <sighs> I try not to... Like, I know. And she's but gorgeous. I and I can't help it. Like, I can't yeah. help it. <laughs> like, I gave credit where it's due. She's gorgeous and I know, brilliant. Right? <laughs> I know, right? So, that's all for our... 
someone something again we will link this article and you can read up on dr hadia nicole green she seems like an awesome person so we're gonna move along to our poor life decision okay so we're gonna talk about applying for jobs when you suffer from anxiety and depression so (coughs) hear me out (laughs) one of the things that really helps when you are not satisfied with where you're working currently is to do something about it like it'll instantly make you feel better but that's not always easy especially if you're someone who suffers from anxiety or if you're currently dealing with depression it's not always easy to do what you need to do so according to bethany byron who's the author of the article She says, when you're depressed, everything from the most basic activity, like getting out of bed to more arduous tasks, like paying bills on time. (coughs) (coughs) I was late for work this morning trying to run and pay my light bill (laughs) on the last day. I don't know why I went to the last day to pay my light bill. Anyway, those things can feel like they are impossible and challenging. Add sudden unemployment, recently graduating from college, or undergoing a major career transition to the mix, and every day can feel like summiting Mount Everest. The author goes on to say that it's difficult to put your best foot forward when you're not feeling like you're your best self. When you're feeling down in the dumps, going through the motions of scouring job posts, writing cover letters, preparing for interviews can be extremely draining. While it may seem like you're fighting an uphill battle, there are several ways to help you break out of the funk and get closer to your dream job. Okay, guys. The first step is literally just take a break. Now, when I first read this, I thought, well, she's very privileged here. Because (laughs) the first thing she says is, "If if you were recently laid off or left a toxic job, Take some time for yourself before jumping headfirst into the application process. Who can afford to do that? I cannot afford to do that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how everybody else's finances are laid up. Y'all might be different, you know? Mm-hmm. But most of us don't have that luxury to be able to take time off and relax and go on a trip or find ourselves and all that kind of shit. But she goes on to say, You know, try to at least take a weekend to rest and recalibrate. And that would be so difficult. Like, do you you think you could... Like, if I got fired, I would spend all weekend crying and drinking. There's no way I could, like, rest. Do you think you could do that? Not at all. Like, as a freelancer, I've had clients, like, cut ties. And I still hate the client to this day. (laughs) You think I'm going to get over it for a weekend? (laughs) It's so hard. And then she says, do things like watch your favorite movie, test out a new recipe, spend time with friends, anything you need to do to truly relax and temporarily put career stress out of your mind. Mm -hmm. This way you'll be able to approach the job hunt with a fresh mindset and perspective. But I'm the type of person, I'll be trying to watch a movie and I'm just like, oh God, I'm not going to be able to keep paying for this Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Or the lights, or the internet. 
looking at them like, you got a check in your bank. <laughs> right. I can imagine some lies. But that really is a good piece of advice. It's just that it would be difficult. Yeah. So the next thing she says is remember that your situation is temporary. Job transitions are a normal part of adult life. And while it may feel like you'll be jobless forever, it's important to step back and find some perspective. So this is something that I have to do often. Just when things are challenging in life or at my job, I have to step back and remember that, you know what? I'm not the first person to go through this. Other people overcame it and they are not better than me. They're not better than me. They're not smarter than me. I can do it. And so sometimes you have to remember that it's just temporary. Now, I have never been faced with a situation where I've been unemployed and then tried to find another job. So I recognize that that would be difficult. That that would be difficult. I'm such a worry wart. I, there's no way I could focus. <laughs> I just know how to focus. The next part is to realize you are not alone. Embarking on the job hunt can feel incredibly isolating, especially when it seems like everyone around you is thriving. Social media hasn't helped matters when you have multiple apps to constantly compare your personal feats and career achievements to others. Listen, y'all. Stay off Instagram. <laughs> Stay <laughs> off Instagram. <laughs> like, I'm literally trying to figure out how I'm going to move forward in this next phase of my life and how I'm going to be able to afford these things and still live at the level of comfort and lifestyle that I live. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, like, a friend. Well, I mean, we're friends. I saw a friend of mine. And they're just like, I don't know where they where, where they were vacationing, but they're on some beach somewhere. And I'm just like, what did I do wrong? Why is this not my life? <laughs> Stay off Instagram, okay? <laughs> and the author goes on to let us know that, hey, the average person changes jobs 12 times in their lifetime. It's helpful to realize that you are not an anomaly. So it happens. Okay. Here comes the hard part. <laughs> Set a routine and stick to it. When you've left the traditional 9-to-5 office life, it can be easy to slide into a pattern of sleeping in late, eating poorly, and becoming a bit of a hermit. <coughs> I've never been accused of being a hermit. Oh, never. Every weekend. Are you good with sticking to routines? Like, even when things aren't going the way they should go? I... I always think of myself as, like, a productive, depressed person. Because I'll still get mm-hmm. up. I'll still go to work. I'll still come home. <laughs> doesn't mean, yeah. you know, I'm happy. It <laughs> doesn't mean I'm feeling fulfilled in life. But, you know, I kind of do things. I'm always afraid of the inverse. Like, if I don't get up and go to work, I ain't going to have a job and then. <laughs> and then life will really give me something to be sad about <laughs> okay <laughs> so the next tip is to take care of yourself eating well getting enough sleep and exercising is crucial when going through the application process it can be easy to skip on these things when you're undergoing a major transition but they'll help you feel strong both physically and mentally 
you know, don't skimp out on the self-care, you know, within reason. Like, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a job and unless you, you know, I mean, you may have some money stacked up or you may come from a wealthy family, then that's different. But if you are taking care of yourself and you're living every other paycheck to every other paycheck, <laughs> then, you know, don't go to some high class spa to relax or whatever. Like you got to do it within reason, but it's still important to take care of yourself so that you can be at your best. Also, so you can just function. Searching for a job is like, I don't know, it's stressful and it's trying enough. So you don't need outside factors. Next, don't shut down in the face of rejection. (laughs) When you're struggling with depression, losing out on a job can feel soul crushing. I don't handle rejection well, and when it happens, I'm quick to spiral out, ruminating on every perceived pitfall, even if I know it's completely irrational. Try to take setbacks as just a step leading to you, leading you to the right job. Employers turn down applicants for a variety of reasons, many of which have nothing to do with your qualifications or worth as a person. Listen, that does not... Like, Doyen, you tell me how you feel, but that does not console me at all. Like, when when I was out on the job hunt and I was going to several interviews, that pissed me off. Like, the fact that you're, that I knew that it had nothing to do with my qualifications or how awesome I am because mm-hmm. you're telling people about how awesome I am, but you're still not hiring me because your friend applied for the job or you promised so-and-so that you'd hire his wife or X, Y, and Z. That mm-hmm. shit pisses me off. And honestly, it puts me in a worse spot because it makes me feel powerless because it makes me feel like there's nothing I can do. Add it on like another level of you know, anxiety to the situation. So a lot of times, um, especially in the industry I work in, I may be the only black face. And so that adds to the feeling of rejection. It's like, is it because they saw my name and didn't know how to pronounce it? And so they're Uh like, we're not going to deal with this. Uh And then (laughs) nowadays there's an ATS system, which is like an algorithm that like sorts people and there's times when you can get kicked out of the algorithm because of how your your resume is formatted and things like that and so like there's a lot of things going into the factor or the system not the system but like a lot of things factoring into the point where like sometimes I feel like I don't have a chance before I even start (laughs) and so that was one thing like this article is great but I wish I wish there was one written for us as black people because there is a whole nother level of anxiety about right. just applying for jobs while black. Right. And I mentioned to Doyen before the show. Mm-hmm. So I selected this article kind of without reading the whole thing. And I thought that it would kind of hit on some of those things. Why did I think that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but after reading it, I was like, okay, we can make it work. But this doesn't really cater to, like you said, it doesn't cater to the particulars that we experience when we are applying for jobs. And the final point is honestly, just find help if your depression becomes too great, if it becomes too much and debilitating. Because 
it can. Looking for a job while you're depressed is... <sighs> it's for the birds. It's awful. I Like I said, I've never been in a situation where I was not employed and looking for a job, but even being employed and being depressed and looking for another job, it's just hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And you drag your feet. You don't do things in a timely manner. You don't do things the way you know you should. It's just difficult. But put these steps into play. Remember that your health always comes first. And working through the root cause of your depression can help you continue to succeed in life, especially in your next role. So, as always, the article will be linked in the show notes. Check it out. They make some really great pointers on what you should do if you are depressed and you're looking for a job. So, um, if Zoe, do you have anything else to add? Nope. So we're going to move on to our favorite part of the show. To buy you a drink. Alright, so um, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? You can go first. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, this week I'm going to buy one, two, three drinks. <laughs> I want to buy a drink for my friend Michelle. <clears throat> First of all, y'all know that I'm a sucker. So, you know, I'm not going to cry or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I want to buy a drink for my friend Michelle because lately I have been having a really difficult time uh, being happy about things that I really be ecstatic about. Mm -hmm. And Michelle is just drag <laughs> She's really just dragging me through but I appreciate it. I appreciate all the people in my life like her. My friends are so great. My cousins are so great. Like, you all kind of know how to give me my space when I need it. But you never let me wallow for too long. Y'all literally grab me by the brace and drag me <laughs> on to the next step or what I need to be doing. So, I just, I'm so thankful to Michelle for making her, her excitement for these next moves in my life is making me excited. So I appreciate that because it's been difficult. And still in that same um, in that same field, I want to buy a drink for Friends of the Pod, Shonda and Robin. Me too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because there is nothing like talking about really niche um topics and we will talk about something so simple just something we saw on twitter and i'm telling you before you know it we are in a deep dive of our hometown and that's what i love about our conversations because i don't really talk to that many people that are from my town that i can dive like like that like my cousins that i hang out with you know they didn't they didn't live in my town they don't know the same people that i know i just enjoy so much taking that dive with them and we start talking about shit from hell 95 96 we just start talking about all these things that and sometimes sometimes they go so far back that i really don't remember but i was like okay i remember this person i mean i remember that thing but anyway i just appreciate them like and they don't even know that they're doing it but i just appreciate them bringing that spark to my life when 
sometimes it's not always easy to find a spark. So round of drinks for my friends who refuse to allow me to wallow. And just in case you all are wondering, I did not shed nary a tear. <laughs> okay, Dorian, who are you buying drinks for? Uh, to a thing and a person. So mm-hmm. the thing is Old Navy. I really love their pixie mm-hmm. pants. Um, they're they're probably meant to be cropped on a normal person, but I'm short, so they go right up to my ankles. Uh, <laughs> but they fit really well, and I really love them. Um, and then actually, the next one is kind of a two people thing. So I was kind of upset about something, which I really shouldn't be upset about either. And I was telling my boyfriend, he's like why are you upset? And I'm like, mm, I don't like this answer. So I went to my sister <laughs> and I was telling her and she's like, why are you upset? I'm like, okay, so y'all are just not going to allow me to be upset about it. So, <laughs> um, honestly, like I'm in this weird place where I feel like I'm getting on all of my friends' nerves because I just talk to them so much. So, um, my boyfriend talks to me every day, two, three times a day and you know, he's not afraid to let me just blast his ear with words. Like yesterday, I Yay! was like, hey, I'm feeling really chatty, but all my coworkers have their earbuds in, so I'm sorry for the verbal diarrhea you're going to get for later. <laughs> so buy him a drink because he deserves it. <laughs> you deserve. You deserve a drink. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, it's been a super long week, and we hope that we brought you a little... What? Like the week I even started for real. (laughs) What? What did you say? You said it's been a super long week, and it has, but the week ain't even that long yet. (laughs) Sorry. But from from last recording to this recording... See, this is what happens when you drink water instead of alcohol. (laughs) You you think it's too clear. You're thinking too Sorry. clearly. I mean, this week does feel long. It's just not that much of a week for me yet. Well, t- okay, guys. So typically when I say week, I mean, I don't mean when we record because we record at the beginning of the week. I mean from last recording to this recording. So it's been a lot of stuff. It's been a long week. Hopefully we brought you some, some help, some joy. If nothing else, laugh at us because we are comical. <laughs> And we thank you guys for just like hanging in there, like doing what it is you need to do. Like we appreciate it. Doya, why don't you tell the people how they can get in touch with us? First and foremost, I will say you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Um, one decision because we're changing them one at a time. We are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. Um, we are on Twitter as PLD Pod. And then, of course, you can go to Etsy and buy some new merch um, at Poor Life Decision, just one word. Uh, we're going to be coming up with some new stuff in anticipation for our birthday coming soonish. And it's going to be great. It's going to be a party, y'all. <laughs> Listen, I want everyone to have drinks for our birthday, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, listen, let us know who you want to buy a drink for so we can share in this moment. Let us know things that you want to work on. And it's 
going to be a celebration because, damn it, we made it. <laughs> and lastly, um, if you do love our pod or just love us, um, can you please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review? We also take five-star reviews anywhere else you listen to podcasts and they have reviews. Um, Stitcher is important, too. But um, leave us a review and you'll hear yourself on the pod one of these days. Yes, and you'll be famous. famous. <laughs> Just ask. Just ask about it. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So drink some water. Take your meds. Call your mom. Call your mom. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. Love you. Good night. Bitch, I smell like money. Dope, man, cologne. I say, bitch, I smell like money. That's that dope, man, cologne. I say a pink getting money. Leave a stank ass alone. Cause bitch, I smell like money. I smell like money. When you this rich, they call it wealth. Shit, they gotta call it something.